When you are about to leave the narcissist or when you start distancing yourself from them, that is when they change or pretend to change if I were to put it correctly. They change their colors, they shapeshift and you get to see that nice kind side to them. The changed person shows up and they are ready to go to therapy. They promise you the world. They say, I'll do everything in my capacity to, to become a nice person. And this is applicable to any and every narcissist, be it a partner, be it a friend, be it your parent. If they see you are about to abandon them and you are their primary grade A source of supply, they will do everything in their capacity to retain you. Even if that means biting their own tongue drinking their own blood and just suppressing their urge to control you, their urge to punish you, to just keep you there until they feel you are back in the cage fully to be abused and to make you go through that cycle again. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. This episode is all about understanding when a narcissist loves you the most, how you should deal with a situation like that, and what your thought process should be like. If that is interesting enough for you, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already because your subscription always helps in spreading awareness about narcissistic abuse. Narcissistic relationships are characterized by three stages, idealization, devaluation, discard, or love bombing, devaluation, discard. You already know this, don't you? In the love bombing stage, a lot of stuff happens. They cast this illusion, you fall for the mirage, and then slowly, slowly, they start devaluing you. They cut off the attention they offered you in the love bombing stage, you are ignored, and all those things happen. And finally, the discard thing happens. There are so many possibilities to that. I'm not going to explain the process. What I'm going to help you understand is this, the repeated cycles of idealization, devaluation, idealization, devaluation, what that does to your brain and how you should approach the situation if you are stuck in this storm. So the narcissist depends on you more than you depend on them. They are a parasite. There is no self within. There is no emotional body. There is no spiritual body. There is no one within. I must tell you they are dead already. What you see is a walking, breathing, living lump of flesh. Well, this lump has a shape, of course, but you are interacting with a corpse, emotionally zombified human being. I hope that makes sense. So they depend on you. Your emotions are their life source. That is what they feed on and they need you for that thing. They need to keep eliciting emotions in you to feel life, to experience life, to keep going on. Because if that is stopped, they will fade away. Having that said, they can't let you go easily, especially if you are their primary source of supply and if they depend on you heavily. Because you are their extension. Of course, they live through you. They live by you. And you are the, the external representation of who they want to be but can't be. So you are very important in a nutshell, I must say. When you're about to leave them, when they see the seriousness in you, they see you are distance, distancing yourself from them, they start becoming the person you have always wanted them to be. They shapeshift, they camouflage, they change their colors. Why? Only to retain you. They promise you the world. They even go to therapy and that might continue for years. Sometimes it's months, but it can be years in rare cases. 
and there is nothing that you will see happening in those therapy sessions. They might covertly try to make it all about you and try gaslighting you through triangulation via the therapist if the therapist is not equipped with experience and skills to recognize what is going on. Or they'll just listen. They will pretend to change. They might try to follow through but won't stick with it much. They will collapse. They will fail because that is in their nature. That is who they are. So when they love you the most, they try to be caring. They say all the nice things. They say all the things that, that you have ever wanted them to say. They are there for you. And if you take a step back, if you look at all those things they do objectively, you will be able to recognize that these efforts are nothing but attempts made at just holding you as a hostage. Just keeping you there, as I said in the earlier part of this episode. These efforts are so shallow. The emotional connection is lacking. They kind of try, but actually they are not trying. It is selfish. It's not about you. It's about them. But because most survivors are trauma-bonded, most survivors are deprived of the affection that the narcissist shows at this point, they fall for it. It's almost a celebration. Wow, I'm back to life. This is the person that I, I, I will always wanted to be with. He or she is back. Now everything is fine. Have you experienced that, that as well? That a trap of trauma? Let me know in the comments what your experience was like. Anyways, so that is what happens. That is when they pretend to love you the most and you unconsciously, unknowingly fall for it, which then reinforces the trauma bond. You go through the cycle again because eventually the devaluation happens and then they kind of re-idealize you, but it is temporary. So this reinforces the trauma bond, worsens the cognitive dissonance. Here, one side of yours tells you this is a monster and you're about to run away. You're about to just leave them. You're about to find out that you were abused, but they can't let you go. They bait you, hook you back in, and you're stuck. When you unhook yourself, when they show you their monster side again, it worsens, everything worsens for you. Why? Because you were emotionally battered one more time. You had to go through that cycle of, wow, everything is fine, and then I'm doomed. This is the monster that I thought he or she was in the beginning. How could I be such a fool to let him or her do that to me once again? How could I let it happen? Why didn't I recognize it? How can I be so stupid, so naive? So that chronic self-doubt, we call it cognitive dissonance of self that worsens. And your uh, crippling self-doubt eats at you internally, sometimes externally as well, because you get frozen. You just get stuck in that state of immobilization and it becomes hard for you to take any further action. If you are going through this right now, my suggestion is that you take a step back. You question their motives. You ask, not to them, but to yourself, what is their motive behind all of this? What am I missing here? What am I not seeing? What is happening behind the scenes? What am I actually wanting to happen? How do I know that will happen? What consistency do I see? If I look at the whole relationship as a bigger picture, what patterns do I see? Do I see the similar patterns of idealization and devaluation, idealization and devaluation. How do I know that this time it's going to be real? How do I know that 
they have this they have had this soul injury and they have woken up to their truth and they have now realized that they have been a monster throughout the entire duration of the relationship and now is the time to change what has triggered such a realization because for decades they have been this way and for them to have this sudden change of heart it's unusual it is questionable how can i trust it so you have to ask these very difficult question to yourself and journal on them and you have to reflect and then you have to use your executive functioning your rational brain to step back and to not fall for it because the urge is, urge is going to be just to to fall for it to give in since you have been starved so much that it's likely you will just take it you have been kept thirsty for a long time so they are now offering you this water this cup of water and it feels everything to you your brain makes it a big deal when it actually is not that is the cognitive trap that is the emotional trap you have to break internally to break this trap of narcissistic abuse cycle that is the key to breaking it the key is to gain clarity through introspection through asking these questions and just analyzing and reanalyzing the situation until you get the clarity of mind the clarity of soul and the clarity of your heart so in a nutshell i can say when the narcissist loves you the most they do not actually love you they love bomb you the most in that situation because that is the way to trap you that is the way to keep you that is the way to keep the source of supply going you do not have to give in you have to ask yourself deep questions if you cannot do that sit with a friend sit with your therapist see what they have to say especially if they do understand your situation and then decide accordingly that was it for today's episode i hope you found it insightful and helpful if you did please please share this with others who might need to listen to this watch this i'll talk with you in the next one until then as always let the healing begin and continue